Hey guys, welcome to episode 46 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. I am super stoked to get to today's podcast with Pops. Um, I know that it's going to be kind of different today. I'm going to be doing the podcast on golf, and not just like any golf, this is the Outlaw Tour. Uh, in during 2021, uh, during 2020, Outlaw Tour has definitely played a big part in, in our uh, in our life, and I really appreciate them doing this like through the pandemic. And when he had, when we had first discovered the Outlaw Tour in 2020, we we were like so surprised about like the the guys that were playing out there, how great all these guys were. Um, so in this case, I decided to dedicate a podcast just to them. Pops, do you have anything to say about the Outlaw Tour before we get started? Yeah, for sure. You know, the Outlaw Tour is, is a very strong developmental tour. Um, so essentially if you're comparing it to like Major League Baseball, um, this would be the equivalent of like high double A, uh, lower triple A, um, but at the same token, as this tour has grown, and we have been to almost every one of their events, and we're like, Tatiana's considered like a super fan. She's gotten to know some of the guys really, really well, um, not only on the course, but even off the course. You know, these are the tour players of tomorrow. There is uh, several college standouts recently turned pro. There's players that have status on tours um directly below the PGA tour uh and, and other tours that have uh, affiliation to specifically the PGA tour and then quite frankly there's a handful of guys that are actually on the PGA tour that yes. uh, that occasionally play on the Outlaw tour so one of um, them is going to be spoken about today there you go I see the way to preview it Tatiana so you know we we want to make sure that we give the Outlaw tour their due credit um, this is a tour that's absolutely on the rise. I know Tatiana is thrilled to be uh, talking about some of these guys and just the Outlaw Tour in general. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. So they have a unique event that Tati's about to start talking about, um, and we'll take it from there. So for the Outlaw Tour, in the experience that I've had in going to some of their events, this is the first match play event that I have experienced them doing. So uh, I learned what match play is uh, in golf, and that's where they play one round uh, determining how they're going to go into the bracket. So when Pops told me how there's like a bracket, I'm like, oh, kind of like March Madness in college basketball, and he says exactly. So it's basically after stroke play, it's winner go home. So in this case, I'm going to start it off by talking about what a couple of the guys did in stroke play. And then after that, I'll go on to the matchups that happened today and then the, uh, the times and the matchups for tomorrow. So starting it off with stroke play, the number one... Real quick, real quick. Stroke play is where you just... You, 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 is what you play 99% of the time you, you just add up your score after every hole and, and, and essentially whatever you shoot, you add up the total amount of strokes. So that's what she's referring to. Yeah. So in that case, the number one person is Matt Marshall. He shot a 64 today, so this course is a par 72, so he shot 8 under. Um, that's pretty crazy, and in that fact, he shot a 64 with no bogeys, so he had 8 birdies. And in that case, that's pretty impressive, right, Pops? Have you shot a 64 before? I, I have. I've Probably actually... multiple 64s. No, not multiple, <laughs> but I have shot one 64 um, I remember it like it was yesterday. Unfortunately, it was about 
It was about 27 years ago. <laughs> you probably remember the exact date. But I'll cool. tell you, it wasn't as recent as Matt Marshall, who, by the way, Tatiana and I were able to see him on the range today. Um, it's pretty cool that he, when he gets it going, he can shoot really, really, really low numbers. Yeah, he has. And uh, many, we've seen him win multiple events for the Outlaw Tour, actually. And if he's not winning multiple events, he's coming in top five. Um, Matt Marshall, he's pretty consistent. He either shoots like really low or he's like in the middle, but you almost always see him like under par when he finishes his rounds. So in that case, he's a very consistent player. Um, tied for second, shot a 65, actually a PGA t uh, Tour player, Alex Cheka. Um, he shot a 65, seven under, and he only had one bogey, so almost bogey free. Um, so he's played in the PGA Tour. I know that he's played in a couple, how many events do you think he's played in for Outlaw Tour? Probably like three or four, huh? Uh, I would say at least, yeah, probably four, four or five. Because so, um, I know he lives in Vegas and, you know, we've been able to talk with him. Uh, as he's leaving the range before he starts, he's been yes. very friendly to to Tatiana, and you know he lives in Vegas, so he makes the three three and a half hour drive down to play with some of these young guns on the Outlaw Tour. The young guns keeps, him, <laughs> keeps his game sharp. Yes, exactly. Uh, another one tied for fifth, shot a sixty seven today. Is Thomas Lehman? He is five under. So uh, most of you are probably thinking like the Thomas Lehman, but it's it's his son. Uh, he's been very friendly. We've gotten to speak with uh, the Thomas Lehman before, so that's been pretty cool because we have some connection there. And so uh, Lehman, he can shoot. He can shoot pretty low sometimes. A sixty five, definitely not a bad score at all. Um, but he's oh, I feel like he's almost always one to root for, right, pops? like you're almost always rooting for him um yeah i mean he's got some ties to california and specifically the area where we're originally from and um you know the original tom layman i mean he's got a heck of a golf story and just about perseverance to him and his wife who's been really friendly to our family um so it's nice to see his son playing so well and there's another son that also competes but he's still uh, in high school uh but you know the the tom layman that we're uh, thomas layman that we're speaking yes. of uh, in in the year that we've been able to watch him develop as a pro golfer, um, he he's definitely gotten stronger. He's become more consistent. Yes, he has. Um, he can he can overpower a golf course, uh, but slowly but surely he's he's improving. We see the difference in some of his scores. So good on him. A lot of pressure on him to be the son of a essentially a Hall of Fame golfer. Yes, exactly. He he even had an eagle today out there on the course. Eagles are very rare. Well, I don't know. Not very rare with these guys. These guys shoot like an eagle almost every round. <laughs> um, and so uh, next we have, uh, I like to call them the Jeffs because they're tied for seventh. Both shot 68, Jeff Byrne and Jeff Berkshire. I feel like they're almost like the exact same player because not only do they have the same name, but like they're almost always shooting like the same score. And, like, both of their short games are very strong. So, in that case, in my opinion, I, like, call them the double Jeff or whatever. I don't even know. What should we call them, Dad? Because they're always, like, right next to each other I, I think Roll with it. We'll call them the double Jeffs. We'll <laughs> make sure you shout them out there uh, when you see them later this week. Yes, I will. Um, tied for seventh uh, was Nicolo Galetti. He shot a 68. So, in that case, it's four under. 
he uh, he has been very respectful in the first or it was one of the first tournaments we went out to see the outlaw tour events and he was out there and we were so impressed with him because um, he was playing like so so well and not only till afterwards we figured out that he came from like ASU how he was like number one at the, on the team at that time when he was playing with them um, he ended up shooting like a really low score that day. I remember it, but uh, he's he's very awesome. He's a very great golfer. He's been fantastic. Um, you know, if he's listening, I mean, you're just a world class talent. I mean, this is a guy that I believe will make it to the PGA Tour. He's got so much uh, potential, and he's so good. He's fearless. Um, I I know a major golf publication actually did an article on him, uh, yes. calling him the the best player during the pandemic when the Outlaw Tour was the only a professional golf tour that was still going on so that was good for galetti to get some of that cred there uh asu is a top five powerhouse obviously most people know uh that's where phil mickelson went to college john rom paul casey uh so it's an embarrassment of riches um that have come from asu and quite frankly galetti um you know he's definitely a top 10 asu golfer probably ever and I, th I think that he's got a very bright future ahead of him. So uh, he's a tremendous young man, plays fast, fearless. Uh, one of the events we're talking about, we watched him win. He was on the 18th hole with like a two-shot lead. And um, on a par five closing hole, he had like 230 to the hole. And it was almost dark, but he but he hit this, like I think it was like a four iron um, to this back right pin. And he hit it to like 15 feet like it was nothing. Like you would have thought it was just a, a normal round of golf for him. Yet here he was, you know, earning a professional win so uh just fascinating that was great verbiage there pops that was that was nice to hear <laughs> um so another thing before i bring up this next player pop said that in match play most players that you would think like to win are the most consistent players they're always shooting under par they're very consistent with how they play and everything so i feel like this guy is like one of the most is like the definition of consistency and he is uh tied for 16th he shot a 69 in stroke play uh daniel hudson three under um he's been super respectful to us he's been um so awesome we've gotten to know him on and off the course so that's been nice and um like i said he's very consistent with the way he plays isn't he like yeah. his short game is unbelievable. No, I mean at, at this point in time, we're proud to call him a friend. Um, he's he's been just he's been even better off the course than he has been on. Quite frankly, at least to <laughs> us, uh, because I mean, if he was any better, then he'd be on the PGA Tour. I mean, just he he's spent a lot some time uh, hooping it up with Tati and her sister Liv, and yes. uh, he's been a big fan. And quite honestly, we go out and try to watch him play as much as we can. And um, it's nice when he's in town to, to watch this young man play and um he's an asset to to not only the outlaw tour but honestly the golf community in general um so great ambassador for the game and um you know he it's certainly an easy guy to root for so uh we're excited to see him this just how far he goes because i know i believe up next you're gonna probably talk about either first round matches yes first round matches okay Perfect. Well, let's move on forward and let's turn that page. Yes, turn the page. <laughs> so, in turning the page, today was the first round. Oh, shoot. I almost just teared out my page. That's well, not good. Well, well, you collecting yourself. Today was the first round matches. So, essentially, 
it's like March Madness, right? Where everyone fills out an office bracket and you're not allowed to bet on it, but everyone bets on it anyway. Uh, <laughs> so like essentially round of 64, I, I, I don't think they got to, to, to 64. I think they ended up with like 61-ish or something like yeah. that. But at the end of the day, uh, it's win or go home, 18 holes. So essentially, this is now match play. So what that means is uh, you both, you want to describe it or you got it? No, you got it, Okay, boss. so essentially, instead of just adding up the score at the end of the day, um, you're playing literally one-on-one. So you're paired against, you're playing with the person that you're playing against. More strategy comes into play because what you're trying to do is win as many holes as you can. Obviously, 18-hole matches at the end of the day, if Tatiana makes a four on a hole and, and Pops makes a six, then Tatiana wins that hole uh, and she essentially earns like a, a, a one, one point. point. So then uh, whether you win the, mat, the hole by one or seven shots, you just earn one point. So a lot more strategy comes into play. Um, and eventually someone's up by so many holes and there's only a few holes like four up with only three holes remaining, then the match would be over. Uh, so it's win or go home, just like March Madness. Tatiana, what do you want to talk about with regards to the first round matches? Well, in regards to the first round matches, before I get who these guys were paired up with, um, the f- the top three guys, whoever shot the top three best scores, got a bye. So obviously Matt Marshall, and by the way, a bye is when you don't have to play against the, you don't have to play in the first round matchups. Then you play in uh, all the other ones. No matter uh, uh, no matter how long it takes, you just don't play in the first one, but then you play in the rest. So Matt Marshall, Patrick, uh, P. Badaway, and Alex Cheka, all three of those guys got a bye. So um, I'll just go in order. I'll go kind of quick because there's a lot of these ones. Um, but you had Emery versus Healy. Healy won that matchup by one. So... In that case, it was pretty close the whole way through, but then he ended up pulling it off and winning by one. And then you had Gardner versus Schwab. So Pops taught me this today. Uh, Schwab won five and three. So this means that he was up. He's basically up by five with three holes to go. And if they both agree on like he won the match uh, like fair and square, then they're allowed to just move on and like uh, call it a match. So in that case, he won the he won the matchup by five, I guess you'd say, right, Pops? Yeah. So like on the yes, that would be correct. Uh, he won the the fifteenth hole, so he was four up on the fifteenth hole. He won that hole, and so he w- became five up. But there was only three holes to play. So in other words, you give each other handshakes, and then you just head on into the clubhouse where the winner. Uh, probably has a beer and the loser goes to the driving range or slams his <laughs> golf bag in his trunk and he takes off. You know, we've actually seen somebody, not a golf bag, but with their golf club slam it. That wasn't, that ended up like destroying the club. Then you had Daniel Hudson versus May. Hudson won four and two. Uh, Lee versus Horn, which Horn is an amateur. Uh, Lee won that matchup five and three. Then you have Williams versus Sewell. Williams won the matchup six and five. And Williams, he is very consistent. He has a lot of potential, and he could hit like bombs, right, pops? Like off the driving range, off of the driving range, he can hit it so far. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he came in second a while back at a, at an event, and uh, he's not the biggest guy, but yeah, I mean, he can definitely hit it out there. I mean, most of them can, but 
He can he can definitely Smash. for his size he can definitely get it out there. Yes. Then you had Ryan Porch or as Pops calls him Porch Monkey <laughs> uh, versus Ollie Roberts. Ollie Roberts won that match by two. And then most people would say that's a bit of a surprise. Yes. Uh, Ollie not to be misconstrued with Carson Bucket Hat Roberts uh, and Porch Monkey Ryan. He's been playing pretty well lately, so I was a little surprised with that. Well, you speaking of Roberts, Roberts is next up, Carson Roberts. You had uh, Doyle versus Carson Roberts, and this went to 19 holes. So what this means is after 18 holes, they were all tied up. So, like, there it was tied. So then they go back to hole number one, and it's sudden death. So then whoever wins, if they tie the hole, then they go to what? Do they replay that hole or go to the next one? Uh, it depends, but depends usually. Depends on the tournament. Yeah, so normally they would just go to the next hole. Okay, well, this ended up going 19 holes, and Carson Roberts ended up winning in sudden death. Speaking of sudden death, it was also Giusti, I think I said that right, versus Brutacow. They also went uh, to 19 holes, and Giusti won that one. And then you had Winston versus Paez, and Winston won it 3-2. and two. And then you have one of the Jeffs, Jeff Berkshire versus Fitzner. And Berkshire won four and three. And then you also have Slattery. He's also a very good player. Shout out to him. Uh, versus Sedino. Anytime I hear the last name Sedino, I think of Sedona. <laughs> uh, Sedino won that match three and two. And then you also had Waylon versus McLean. And Waylon won that ma- match eight and seven. Ooh, that's, that's interesting. Man, that's Stephen Ames territory. <laughs> Stephen Ames. Pops, do you want to tell that story real fast? I just heard this one today. It's actually pretty... I kind of like the story. So I'm really old, but I'm a big golf nut. Uh, played a lot growing up and, and whatnot. Kind of like how Tati is with basketball. Um, but I remember down in San Diego at the World Accenture match play uh, that one year. Uh, Listen to those facts. <laughs> yeah, right? And so uh, I remember because I, I lived in the city that the event was going on. I, I used to go to the event. But anyways... Um, Stephen Ames, he's from Canada, or Trinidad and Tobago, I believe, or Canadian. Um, uh, anyway, he's a little bit of an international player. Uh, he was having a really good season, and uh, he qualified to play in the world match play. And he was, I believe, this he was the 64th. He was the final player to get into the event. He was paired up against Tiger Woods. Well, I remember he they were asked him, uh, some announcers asked him, you know, what, what they thought about playing against Tiger. And quite honestly, Stephen Ames said, well, based on where he's hitting the ball, I think I can beat him. And then that word got back to Tiger Woods. And <laughs> Tiger didn't really have too much to say, but then they, then they played. Um, Tiger ended up beating him 9-8. and eight. So That's pretty crazy. That <laughs> is crazy, right? Because the, the, that, that's just ridiculous. I mean, that's almost as good as it gets. He almost won literally every hole. Um, and, and so... Didn't you say he actually missed the putt for birdie to go up yeah. 10, 10? Yeah, he almost won the match 10 and 8, which is like you can't do any better than that. So then after the round, they asked uh, Tiger about it. Um, and maybe the comments maybe fueled him at all. And all he kept saying was 9 and 8, 9 and 8. <laughs> so uh, it just in match play, and because that's what we're talking about in this Outlaw Tour event, <clears throat> Tiger literally destroyed him. It's like the basketball equivalent of winning by 90 points. Exactly. Or me choking while I'm trying to finish the story. <laughs> um, that was a good story, Dad. 
Um, so finishing this off, you also had Carlson and Amateur versus Spencer. Spencer won five and three. And then you had Toppy Hogan. Toppy Hogan, that's a fun name to say. I like saying that name. Versus Burnt. And Toppy Hogan won that won that match six and four. Then you had Chambers versus Carlson, and Carlson won four and two. <coughs> and speaking of which, uh, Ty Chambers, my bad, it's Ty Chambers. He actually had a very good round in uh, stroke play. I believe he had like two eagles within a span of three holes, and that's very rare. That like never happens. So I when I saw that, that was very surprising. Uh, then you also had Schmitz versus Lee. Lee won that matchup four and three. And then you had Galetti versus Alger, an amateur. Galetti won that match uh, uh, seven and five. And then Wallen versus, who is this, Condry. Uh, Wallen won the match two up, uh, meaning by two. And then I, f I thought this was going to be a really good match. I thought it was going to be maybe the best match of the day. But it actually ended up being, I was kind of disappointed after hearing this. And it was Stayano versus Wielden. And Stayano won the match six and five. Um, I have respect for both of these guys. But, like, uh, um, I say they're, like, definitely... Oh, on and my top ten favorites, both of them. Straight up, Stayano. He's uh, he's an Italian, and he uh, obviously played really, really well today. Um, he's probably just as well known for. He's he he dresses well, but he also um, shout out to you, Jake. But I mean, you wear maybe the tightest clothes I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, golfer. I'm not even sure I was able to turn uh, and, and 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 whatnot. But I mean. He's pretty ripped, so I mean, I get it. I guess if I was that ripped, maybe I'd be wearing that tight of clothes too. But hey, keep up the good work. I, we noticed those things, bud. <laughs> You're funny, Pops. Uh, then we also had Debri versus Rondrick, and Debri won the match two and one. And then you had Smith versus Bailey. Bailey actually went into this as this, uh, I believe, as like the lowest, second to uh, one of the top five lowest ranks and smith was in i believe uh top seven and so bailey actually won the match four and two pops do you think he's gonna win uh this next match he actually has a match tomorrow against uh debri you think he's gonna win it i do because i mean bailey's incredible right <clears throat> and in and, and stroke play right where they ranked them all that's just one round bailey's been playing really well and it was just a couple weeks ago um, where he, actually less than two weeks ago, where him and his partner they actually won um, a tournament, uh, a two-man team event where they birdied like the last ten holes, and essentially they beat um, some PGA Tour players like Max Homa, um, Shane, Bacon. Sh uh, Shane Bacon is was his partner, Joel Damon, top seventy player in the world. So this guy Bailey, um, he's incredibly gifted. He's he, when he gets going, he can really play and. To be honest with you, I actually heard the guy, we're not going to say him by name, but if you're listening to this podcast, he shot the lowest round yesterday, and we've already talked about him. We actually overheard him on the range calling Bailey Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were actually, I don't know. We didn't really say anything to each other, Pops. We laughed. What are you talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah, we laughed. Like, we didn't really say anything to each other. <laughs> um. Okay, so then next up we had Fessler, the amateur, which he came in uh, tied for second, 
versus B Pounds. That's one of the most funny names I've ever heard. B Pounds. Uh, Fessler won the match seven and six. Uh, then we also had Will Bateman versus Roeder, and uh, Bateman won. Bateman won the match seven and five. Bateman travels everywhere. Like he came, he's out of Canada, and like we always see him like in Florida. He's always like in every day. It seems like he's in a new place, doesn't it? Uh, well, I mean, if I could swing the golf clubs as well as he does, I'd be traveling everywhere to play too. <laughs> Yes. By the way, he's another fine young man. He's uh, he's a gentleman and uh, another great ambassador for the game. And there's a lot of similarities, actually, in my opinion, between him and Hudson. Uh, I hope, um, I know you will go over the brackets here pretty quick, but yes. I'd love to see those two players square off at the end. That'd be that would be fantastic. Yeah, it would be. Uh, then we also have uh, Galloway versus Gearnart. Galloway won it in 19 holes, so that went to sudden death. Uh, Crawford versus Walker. Uh, Crawford won at three and two. Then we also had the other Jeff uh, Burton versus Shanahan, and Shanahan won by one. Uh, so in that case, one Jeff won, the other Jeff lost. <laughs> so either way, a Jeff was going to be moving forward. Exactly. Okay. Um, then we had Kevin Lucas versus Spencer Fletcher. Lucas won five and three. Uh, Lucas, he's also another, as Pops would say, another great young man. Um, <laughs> he's actually got a corn fairy status, so he's on the tour directly below the PGA Tour. Uh, man, this guy's so talented. He comes from a huge family. He also plays some basketball. Uh, he's got a brother that's one of the best top-ranked bass fishermen in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's just an embarrassment of talent in this family. And quite frankly, that's what we love about the Outlaw Tour is so many of these guys, um, you know, they're clearly on the rise. These are all fascinating young young men that are just doing amazing things. And quite honestly, more people need to be in tune with what these guys are doing. So however we can help shine a light on them now and in the future, we will continue to share these young men's stories because it's it's fascinating stuff. Um, and, and so we're happy to happy to help out in any way we can. And um, you want to tell real quick the, the listeners um, one of the trick shots oh during gosh. the middle of a round that he pulled off for you? Yeah, I was going to say something about his trick shots after you were speaking, Dad. Um, but in the one of the previous tournaments that we went to the Outlaw Tour, uh, Lucas was there and he was playing. He had just finished up the ninth hole. And we're, we're sitting watching all these guys approach shots and then them uh, drive by us in their golf carts. And he stops, comes next to me. And honestly, I don't even know in the moment what we did, but after what he did. But afterwards, Pops told me, and he brought, he said for me to drop a ball. So he has his like pitching wedge. He like hits the, he hits the ball from like behind and then like, I don't even pops you explain it because I don't so, even. So know, basically, like, what a happens. lot of a lot of people they like to brag about how they can like basically play ping pong with a golf ball and like hit the ball up in the air and juggle it. Uh, but and so a lot of people can do that, and quite frankly, even I can, even though I'm middle aged. Uh, <laughs> but Lucas basically basically did it backwards, um, upside down, essentially blindfolded while holding his breath and sneezing all at the same time. So. <laughs> It was incredibly impressive. We he still was talk looking about at it. me the whole time. So, I mean, technically yeah. you could say he was blindfolded. More importantly, he did it on the first take. Um, and that's what was so crazy. And after he pulled it off, like he just walked off like it was nothing. And, and that's uh, yeah, Kevin exactly. Lucas for the win. Exactly. So if you're listening to this, we're, we're 
Kevin, we're excited to see another Chick Shots coming up soon. <laughs> um, and then for the last two matches, we had Trasmar versus Byram. Byram won that match by one. And lastly, we had Layman versus Moshka, and Layman won by two. So all these guys that won today move on to the next round. The guys that lost today, they, are, they go home. So um, congrats to all these guys that won today. For tomorrow's matchups, I'll go through these real quickly. We have Marshall versus Healy. Pops, who do you have for the win in that? Yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna go back and forth, and we're yeah. gonna see who's gonna win. I got um, Matt Marshall. I mean, it's he's the number one seed. He's <laughs> one of the better players on the tour. Uh, he's an overwhelming favorite. Um, I would pick put his odds. He's probably uh, minus four fifty, minus five hundred. Um, he should easily move forward with all due respect to his playing competitor. Uh, I'm going to project not only Matt Marshall to win, but he's going to win five and four. Five and four. Let me write that down, Pops, because you're really good with that. Okay, next we have Schwab versus Hudson. Daniel Hudson. I have Hudson for the win. Pops? This is a tough one. This is a good matchup right now. This is a tough one because um, we know Hudson quite well, um, and we're able to talk with him quite frequently. Uh, we're going to take him, no doubt. I'm going to say Hudson because there's just no other option. Um, but Schwab did but Schwab, five and three today. Schwab won 5-3. and three, And actually, I saw his scorecard from today, and he was like 6 under par uh, in today's round alone. So Against Garner, and Garner's a pretty, he's a pretty tough matchup. So, I mean, honestly, we'll t- I'm going to take Hudson, and he's going to win 2-1 and one, just because he's just so steady. He's got nerves of steel. You know, what other what other way to describe it? You know, if you're playing at the University of Kansas, I mean, you're used to, to winning. So uh, I got Hudson in a squeaker, two and one. The Jayhawks. Uh, then we have Lee versus Williams. I'll take Williams. That's an interesting one. Lee, we watched him. Uh, he came on strong later in the round uh, yesterday. But I'll take Ryan Williams, too. I think just too much firepower. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Williams, like we said earlier, he can hit, he can hit bombs, but... Uh, Lee, he seemed pretty consistent in his uh, irons. His irons were very strong off of what we saw out of him. Um, then we have Ollie Roberts versus Giusti. I don't know how to say his last name, but I'm just going to call it Giusti. I'll take Giusti for the win because it seemed like he... Um, I really have not seen him play before, but out of the two rounds that he has played so far, uh, he seems to be pretty pretty strong and pretty consistent with that. I'll, I'll go with you. I'll take the same player. Uh, in 19 holes, they're going to go sudden death. Oh, 19 holes. Okay, then we have Badaway versus Carson Roberts. I feel like this is going to be this is going to be a good one. I'll take Carson Roberts, though. I'll definitely take Carson Roberts. Um, well, Badaway is the number two is the number two seed in this. He is, but I mean that was one of the best rounds I've ever seen him shoot in Outlaw Tour. That is true. Carson too. Roberts has a little bit more pedigree. Badawi's known more for his Christmas sweaters. Um, <laughs> um, you know, in the case of Badawi, I mean, great, good player, obviously, uh, but I think he's going to have a hard time backing that up uh, with another low one. Uh, and I think Carson Roberts, once he gets it going, to me, uh, this course, uh, the style of player, match play, I like Carson. Okay. Um, then we have Winston versus Berkshire. Um, in this case, I'll take Winston. Dad? I'll take Berkshire then. You'll take <laughs> okay, just to go three and two, three and two. Okay, 
Uh, then we have Wayland versus Sedino. I honestly don't know much about either of these players, um, but based off of their scorecards, I'll take Wayland. I will as well. Okay. Then we have Spencer versus Toppy Hogan. I'll take Toppy Hogan for the for the win. I'll tell you, dude, Toppy, he he's uh he is someone that's gonna be tough to beat. I I liked he's his a confidence. I liked his confidence today. Um and I don't think it's gonna be ending anytime soon. It's certainly not gonna end tomorrow, so I like him as well. Then we have the PGA Tour Pro, Alex Cheka versus Carlson. I'll take Cheka. Because, I mean, he's used, this really isn't a big stage for him yet, as it is to maybe even some of the amateurs over here. Um, so in this case, I'll just take Cheka. I'll take Alex Cheka, too. He's going to win four and three. Um, you know, just too much experience, um, too much pedigree. Um, and, and so I do like him. Um, I, I think he's going to do... <sighs> I think he's gonna do big things, you know. At the end of the day, I'm I'm checking right now while I'm on the air. I'm kind of cheating, but uh, I want to say that literally, I want to say that he even played um, in a Ryder Cup. Um, in a Ryder Cup, which is essentially match play, and talk about pressure. There's no greater pressure than that. So, well, with him, when in talking about pressure, with Alex Shago, with him being on the PGA Tour, he's played at multiple high levels and in this case the highest level of them all i don't really think he's feared at all plus i mean so after t- talking to him too a couple of times he doesn't sound feared <laughs> um so i think in fact he, uh i don't think he didn't play but i think he was like an assistant captain assistant to the assistant to the assistant captain um and real quick going back to Cheka, i mean super nice guy but I don't even think Cheka sometimes knows where he's at. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't tell that story just because I can't. Um, but any of you that want to DM Tatiana, I'll be happy to share a personal story about Alex Cheka, but not on the air. Yeah, exactly. If you need to DM me, um, my Instagram is at Tati underscore harness. <laughs> um, okay, next matchup. We have Lee versus Galetti. I got to go with our boy Galetti. Yeah, I feel bad. I mean, just how do, can you not? I feel bad for that's against B Lee, right? Correct. So we have two Roberts in this, and then we have two Lees in this, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, and I we feel... also have two Jeffs. So, um, <laughs> yeah. In in the case of this match, um, I definitely like Galetti. You, I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried this before, but if you've ever tried to jump in front of a train, it's really hard to stop it. <laughs> and and for Brandon Lee tomorrow against Galetti. Uh, I think this is going to be a curb stopping. Uh, I, I I have Galetti winning by uh, seven and six over Brandon Stephen seven, Ainsley. Seven and six. Wow. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Ainsley. <laughs> okay. Uh, next we have Wallen versus Stayano. I'll take Stayano. Yeah, I expect tight a, pants. Stayano. <laughs> man, uh, I I think he's gonna he's gonna move forward. You know, I mean he's. Wallen's tough though, um, but Stayano, I mean, I think he's going to do just enough. I mean, I know that if there's any player out there that's got every single outfit already perfectly <laughs> ironed uh, for the entire week, it's definitely Jake. So I'm going to give him one more round. He's going to he's going to go. He's going to win literally one up on the 18th hole. One. Okay, hang on. Let me write that down, pops. Yeah. One Jake up. Stayano going straight Super Mario Brothers. One up. Mario Brothers. Okay, next we have Devery versus Bailey. We already spoke on this matchup, but again, I think we're both taking Bailey. I got Santa Claus four and three. (laughs) 
Okay, four and three. Next, we have Fessler, the amateur, versus Bateman. I'll take Bateman. Man, Fessler is pretty darn good. He's um, came in as an amateur. He's came in at the top multiple times. Dude, this guy's super hits. good. I, honestly, this is probably this might be the match of the day um, with two great players. Um, I would love to take Fessler just because it's going to surprise some people and they're going to just get confused because they see the amateur and the A next to his name. <laughs> but Bateman is one of my top four or five guys going into this week. Exactly. Um, and I got Bateman based off experience and just overall consistency. Um, you know, so I got Bateman two and one. Two and one. Okay. Next, we have Galloway versus Crawford. I'll take Galloway because I honestly don't know anything about Crawford. <laughs> I'm going to take Aaron Crawford. Okay. Three and two. Three and two. Okay. I'm not impressed by you, Jeff. Sorry. Not this Jeff. Oh, actually, you know what? I messed up. There's three Jeffs. Well, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Okay, then we have Shanahan versus Kevin Lucas. I'll take Lucas because I honestly um, don't see how Shanahan wins that. I know, we know firsthand that Lucas has uh, big intentions and he's looking to play lots of rounds this week. Um, uh -huh. I don't think Shanahan um, is going to be able to call an audible on this one. If you got that Shanahan NFL um, comparison there, then good <laughs> on you. Uh, in the second to last match of the day, I, I, I like Kevin Lucas. Four and three. Okay. Last matchup of the day, Byram, Jake Byram versus Thomas Lehman. Two Scottsdale guys. Um, both these guys pretty big. Um, I'm sorry, Thomas. I'm going Jake Byram, two and one. Oh, okay then. A little surprise there, wasn't it? Yes, there was. I'm taking Lehman, so I disagree with you, Bob. Okay. Well, so that's we previewed all the second round matches. I got to ask you because I know each of us are able because you know again without Latour, uh, you can watch their live scoring. And their life scoring is pretty good. They even stream some of their matches. Yes. And that's that's cool. And um, They update their life scoring very fast. They do. Um, and so if we're looking at the overall bracket as we get down, who, in your opinion, Tatiana, mm -hmm. uh, if, if you're able to look, who, who do you like? Um, who, what do you see as the final match? As the final match? Okay. So if you're looking well, at this board here, right? So you got to choose one player from this side, right? Yeah. So we'll we're do looking it this at way. this wall on air, just saying. We are. So you got big names such as uh, Santa Claus, Bateman, <laughs> right? You've got Nico, Firestorm, Killer, Galetti. You got Alex, PGA Tour, Cheka. Alex, I didn't play in the Ryder Cup, Cheka. You got Toppy Hogan. Mm. You've got well, Carson Roberts. I definitely have Galetti as one of them. You got Hudson and Matt Marshall. I don't know. I feel like this is really tough because I have I have Galetti as one of them in mm. the finals. I kind of like Matt Marshall okay. because he's very consistent with how he plays. Um, I think I'm kind of deciding between Marshall and Cheka. Okay. So I have it as Galetti for sure, and then either Mar Matt Marshall or Alex Cheka. Pops, what about you? I got Kevin Lucas playing Daniel Hudson. <laughs> and uh, this is a tough one for me. Um, sorry, Kevin. Daniel, 
I got you playing at the Optima level, and you will play in the finals. Actually, you know what? I take that back. That would be the final matchup. So I got Kevin Lucas playing Daniel Hudson. They had it all on one side. I went to try to go to the other side, and it was nothing but nothing. <laughs> there was nothing but nothing. Yeah, so I've got... I, I see them making it um, to the finals, but I think that, like, I don't know. I feel like Coletti is just so tough. I mean, like... No doubt. Like, so if you were to rank them, if you were to put literally odds up on these guys... Um, it would be argued that Galetti would be the uh, actually probably Alex Cheka would be the odds-on favorite, followed closely by Galetti, and then the names that I took, um, you know, Lucas would probably be top five. Hudson would be around tenth to twelfth, unfortunately. Um, you know, Matt Marshall would be up there uh, just because he had the lowest round. So either way, we're down to the final thirty-two. If I were to take a sleeper guy take out of all sleeper. here, Toppy Hogan. Yes. That guy, he's channeling his inner Ben Hogan. Um, and, and it's really hard to go against someone with the first name of Toppy. You've right? got to have a lot of confidence to overcome that first name. You have to top that. You have to top it. <laughs> um, I have Carson Roberts as a sleeper. Carson Roberts. Carson Roberts. Okay. Well, on that, that note. I know that was our podcast. For we're the day. we're gonna come back and do this again tomorrow as we preview the round of sixteen matches. Sixteen <laughs> matches, um, and, and so it's gonna be a lot of fun. These guys deserve a lot of uh, love. They just again they're very committed to their craft. Great people, um, so it's easy to root for. And hopefully, you know, DraftKings is gonna have some action in on them pretty soon. I know a lot of people enjoy that kind of uh, stuff. Um, and outside of that, um, you know, we're grateful to to talk about the Outlaw Tour. And, you know, we are coming up on a new P or a continuation, uh, the PGA Tour. They are currently in Hawaii for the Tournament of Champions. Oh, Hawaii. Uh, then the next week they're again in Hawaii before they head over to California for a couple of events. And then they'll end up uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona at the first week of February. I know we're really looking forward to for that event for a few different reasons. So, Pops, uh, isn't that the the waste management in Scottsdale? Isn't that where the famous 16th hole is? Where it is. Everybody like screams and cheers whenever they hit. Well, that's correct. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but right? yeah, no, I mean, there's still going to be fans there, and you know, um, I think they're going to have about 8,000 fans there, uh, in and around that hole, and you know, they're, they're still going to be screaming and cheering, just not as loud as usual. Uh, no, I think they're still they're, I think they're going to be cheering even louder because there's only 8,000 of them. <laughs> um, and, and so I think it's going to be just like it always is. So it's going to be a pretty big party. Um, you know, obviously masks up and who knows how they're going to do it, but, yeah, exactly. um, they'll figure it out. So it's nice to have sports. I know we've always said that whether we're talking about basketball, whether we're talking about golf or anything else, uh, it's nice to have sports, um, and I and we're proud of Tatiana for again expanding her her horizons. And um, I think I'm gonna let her finish up and maybe talk about something she's got going on. Um, yes. And so yeah, thanks for listening. Speaking of expanding the horizons, <laughs> um, for me, I am trying something different, and um, at towards the end of the month. I'm actually going to be playing in a like in a golf tournament, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, definitely learning more about golf. Also, um, 
just making sure I know as much as I can at such a young age, right, Pops? That's what you always say to me. That's right. Um, I appreciate all of you guys listening into this. I know that it was a different podcast, and I was excited to do this one because every time it's something different, it's always exciting. Um, So, again, I appreciate you all tuning in to episode 46 with Pops and I. Pops, anything else before I wrap it up? No. Okay. Thank you guys all for tuning in to episode 46. We'll see you all soon. Thank you again.